right, welcome to episode 52 of the Untitled Gaming Podcast. My name is... One fucking year! I was gonna get there! <laughs> Let me do it! <laughs> you jackass! <laughs> no, 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 it's fine, whatever. My name is Zach. You're doing my chance. Hi. Pat. What's up, everybody? And because he beat me to it, I'm getting no enjoyment out of this. <laughs> but we're here all today! <laughs> Woo! Yeah! Insert fanfare. In yeah. your face, Steve. Didn't think we'd make it, did you? None of us thought we'd make it, but we're a year in! <laughs> Fuck you, Steve. 52 weeks Not cool, of this too. podcast. <laughs> Not cool. Oh, okay, sorry. I took it too far. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm getting... Fuck you, Steve! <laughs> 52 weeks of this podcast. That's actually... Well, we've had more episodes than 52. With the bonus episodes that you don't count. I don't count. <laughs> or whatever. But we've also um, taken weeks off. We have taken weeks off, so it ended up bouncing out. But a year's worth of pod. Yep. So for those of you who have been with us from the beginning, thank you for sticking around this long. That's more than 52 hours of content. Yeah, you're welcome, by the way. <laughs> so um, Not all of it great, but still. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. No, no, so, bad content is better than no content. <laughs> so, no, but yeah. So we are a year old today. So this is our celebratory pod. So for the big occasion, we're just going as business as usual. Rick is not here. He is getting married tomorrow. So congratulations to uh, Rick and Jordan for getting married. But something happened at City yeah, Hall. So, so. It, <laughs> he did text me this morning. And basically, he went to City Hall to get the marriage license. And they accidentally registered him for the Comptroller of City of Columbus. So he's on the ballot, officially. What do Comptrollers even do? They Comptroll... <laughs> Well, all right then. Well, so hey, for those of you who live in the greater Columbus and area, are registered to vote, and are registered to vote, go vote for Rick for Comptroller All the Valley. <laughs> but no, seriously though, get out there, vote for Rick, Rick twenty twenty Comptroller, Comptroller, Comptrolling all the way, all the way. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. You're here on our big one-year anniversary. Uh, we are a weekly gaming podcast that aims to entertain as well as inform. We discuss the week's biggest gaming news, game reviews, and impressions, and we talk about the gaming industry in general. Of course, we don't only discuss games. We'll occasionally talk about movies, TV shows. Favorite frozen yogurt topping? I mean, it's got to be. I don't know. I guess it doesn't have to be sprinkles. Oreo crumbles. Yeah, I'm going to go classic. I'll say sprinkles. Uh, granola? It's a fucking lie. I've never seen you eat granola before. I've never seen him eat yogurt. I've never seen him eat frozen yogurt. (laughs) I've seen him eat frozen yogurt when Cousins was still around. That was years ago. His favorite might change. He didn't have granola. Chance doesn't change. Chances are he would change. Not chance. There's no chance. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. I couldn't think I couldn't do it. It's nice to know that even a year in, we still like do this kind of stuff. See, we don't change. We're not changing. Speaking of changing, we are going to change some things. So what we've decided to do is we're going to, instead of doing shows every week, we're going to do them every other week. We are now a bi-weekly gaming podcast. Because we are evolving and we figured other gaming podcasts, there's so many out there, so many gaming podcasts out there. They have the resources to get these games early and stuff, so we're never going to beat anybody to the punch mm-hmm. for any of this like news or whatever. So we're going to focus more on like... The discussion side of it and, you know, the people who aren't buying these games day one who want just the reviews and impressions of these games to see whether or not they're worth it. That's who we're going to be catering to and mostly that discussion side of the news. Yeah. I mean, and you guys listen to us for our analysis anyway, because you could always just listen to other gaming podcasts or like the breaking news stuff. It also gives us a bit more time to like delve deeper into the games that we're playing. So we give you guys like, I guess, more proper analysis than just like surface level stuff. Yeah. And it's not like. 
only every two weeks we're going to do this. You know, big major events like E3 or, you know, stuff like that. We'll still yeah. do. If it's on an off week, we're still going to record. Yeah. Or if there's, like, immensely major news, we'll do, like, a, yeah. a an emergency pod, we'll call it. If Sony just drops the PS5 announcement. Which they will. <laughs> we're going to be. I believe it. We're going to be talking. <laughs> Although, about contrary it. to the news, we'll be talking about it. It doesn't look like I'm going to win this bet. But I'm still going to hold out all the way to the end of the year. Just so you guys kind of know what's going on with this whole biweekly thing. So we're not going to have an episode next week. So you're listening to this on a Monday. Next Monday, you won't have an episode. The following Monday, we will be doing our spoiler cast for Joker. Part One of the topics will be a spoiler cast for Joker. So you have two weeks now to go see it. It was amazing. That's all I'll say. I loved it. Yeah, so that's basically, basically it for our housekeeping. All right, so this week we're going to be discussing the new playable character in the new Marvel game that is coming out. Uh, we will also be talking about a bunch of Pokemon Sword and Shield news that came out this past week. And also, there's a lot of Sony news that dropped in the last week. But before we hop into like the major topics, what have you been playing this week? I finally beat Borderlands 3. I'm level 50, starting to like grind for some items and stuff like that. And then I might, you know, restart the story mode I'm on a harder difficulty and stuff like that. So that's what I've been playing right now. Pat, what about you? I've actually gotten some mobile gaming in. Uh, Call of Duty Mobile came out, so I downloaded that and I'm playing at work. I'm actually surprised how how they've translated the uh, the Call of Duty experience to mobile. Uh, I will call them out. When Call of Duty Mobile was in beta, they said controllers will be supported and all this shit. I have a mount for my Xbox controller and I can connect it via Bluetooth, as like all phones can now for both PS4 and Xbox One controllers. So it was already, I got the controller out, I turned out, like I downloaded Call of Duty and I started playing it and I couldn't find the the setting to turn on the controls for the controller. And then I like Google it because I'm like, how the fuck do you do this? And literally there's a tweet from the, one of the people in development and they're like, yeah, with the most recent update, we've no longer supported controllers. I'm like, what oh, the fuck? Oh, that sucks. Like seriously, that is so stupid. So I can't now, imagine Call of Duty being easy to play on the phone itself. Like, I mean, is it only, intuitive? Like, is it like the only thing I can think is like, like you'd get destroyed. Like, I mean, well, Pat and I have both been playing it, and we already destroy people just by playing normally. But like, if you had a controller, you would dominate everything because mm-hmm. it's like you would have such an advantage over right. everyone. But still, they can if they've got the matchmaking capabilities for Call of Duty Modern Warfare. If you're playing on PC with a controller, it'll match you with other people on PC with a controller or right. Xbox people with a controller. Why can't you do that on the mobile scale? The only thing I can think of is they don't want a free controller Call of Duty experience out there right before they launch their big $60 yearly game. Yeah. So I think that's the reason they took that out. But uh, I, I have been playing with the advanced controls. And like Chance said, we are like... I, I'm amazed at how well I'm doing. I'm like, I have this to be playing. <laughs> I have to be playing against bots. Like, people I feel like are, the more you play, the better people get. Like, I've been, I've run into some people who get like twenty to thirty kills, like almost as much as I do. And like, I've actually lost a game because I was playing a game and then someone else on the other team was like, de- de- destroying my team. And so, I mean, I do feel like you do run into those people, but like, yeah, most of the time you just, I get like twenty to thirty something kills. Yeah, I've only played four or five matches and I've dominated every single one to the point where I've run out of ammo. And I just pull out my knife, and I'm running around just knifing people who have guns. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> and they're all, like, so bad, like, trying to turn, yeah, turn and, like, aim and around. shoot. Like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Some people have different sized fingers, so you kind of, like, fuck up. I stuff. remember, like, when uh, PUBG was, like, it, it is on mobile. When I started playing PUBG on mobile for a little bit. I played, like, two games and never went back to it because it was just so hard to, like, 
turn and aim and do all that kind of stuff. So I, I, I can imagine it being just as difficult. On. It's not, I mean, it's easier to on Call, on Call of Duty. It's a little more intuitive than PUBG. Than PUBG think, yeah. Maybe PUBG is improved because I only play. It, I mean, it's been so long yeah. since I did that. It's not, that's not like a recent thing. So. But it'd be so much better with a controller. That's all I'm saying. Oh yeah, absolutely. But yeah, what else so have you been playing? I did. I played that. And then uh, I actually got into LA Noir because I downloaded that on a steam sale, like so long ago with all the DLC. So I'm getting back into it. And it's been long enough that I don't remember all the details for every case. So it's like I'm like half remembering stuff. And I'm like, wait, is this the case where that guy is the killer, but he's not really the killer or whatever? And like, it's it's fun. It's like experiencing it almost brand new again. Plus, I've never played the DLC and this includes the DLC. So there's a couple of new cases that I haven't played. And then finally, I did start playing Bloodstained Ritual of the Night on Xbox because that just recently came to Game Pass. And that's pretty fun. That's the uh, it's the same creator of Castlevania Symphony of the Night, and he kickstarted this game, and it was kind of in like developmental hell for a little bit, but then it finally came out, and it's it's actually pretty decent. I know Chance played a little bit of it. Yeah, too. I was playing. I was having a lot of fun. Like graphically, it's really like unique and stuff. The and, art style is um, pretty good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. If you want to check it out on game, if you have Game Pass, I definitely say check it out. Exactly uh, about you. So I've still I've put in some more time into Greedfall. I won't go too in detail into that just because the gameplay doesn't really change so much. It's still diplomatic stuff all over the place, all that kind of jazz. FIFA 20 came out since the last time I was on the pod. So, yes, I actually have to talk about it without you guys being so derisive because it's a new game. Woohoo! So I'm doing a poor man's road to glory in Ultimate Team, so I'm trying to build my team without dumping any money into it at all. It's not going well. I'm getting absolutely smashed by everyone I play right now because their teams are incredible. I was South Africa, by the way. Oh, that's right. I forgot to tell you guys. I'm back from South Africa, apparently. Climbing Mount Everest. <laughs> yeah, so uh, nobody, um, nobody, seemed to, nobody seemed to inform me that uh, Tibet is not South Africa <laughs> uh, <laughs> and also, vice versa. Mandela. And that, and that um, yeah, apparently um, Mandela passed away years ago. Um, after being free. <laughs> after being free, apparently. You only finished that article, Zach. So Mr. Mandela was not present when I went there. We um, all have blind spots. It's fine. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, you know, so I didn't climb Mount Kilimanjaro, which wasn't as cool as climbing Mount Everest because. So what did you actually climb? Because Mount Kilimanjaro is in Tanzania. I don't fucking know. (laughs) It might have been. I made a mountain out of the molehill. (laughs) So, yeah, so I'm back from South Africa and Mount Everest is not there. I climbed what we thought was Mount Kilimanjaro, but that's in Tanzania. So (laughs) I must have climbed a molehill that I made a mountain out of. So there's a new playable character in Marvel's Avengers. Uh, you get to play as Kamala Khan, who, spoiler alert, becomes Miss Marvel. If you guys remember the original trailer at the uh, Square E3 press conference, and then was it? It was Gamescom, where they had the actual gameplay demo that showed you like you playing as Thor, Hulk, Black Widow, Iron Man, mm-hmm. and Cap. During that uh, 20 minutes of gameplay or whatever, you saw the scenes of. Uh, this girl who's like of Pakistani descent wearing like the the Captain Marvel shirt and she like falls and you see her breathing in like the gas or whatever. And then there's also a girl who's narrating the trailer itself. Like this was the day the Avengers broke up or whatever. So immediately people started putting the pieces together and saying like, that's Miss Marvel. Th- that's Kamala Khan. That's who's going to become Miss Marvel. She's totally going to be integral to the story here. And they just never confirmed it or you know just left it alone yeah and now finally today in fact they released the trailer 
showing she is a playable character and they showed like that trailer showed some gameplay and then they actually had people play it at uh, New York Comic Con. So we're getting more impressions of it. What I want to say is like, why didn't they lead with this? Yeah. They suck at marketing. Their marketing has been pretty bad so like, far. So we were we were all like texting each other about this earlier today and I was like, the fact that they've kind of marketed this poorly like hurts m- my faith in the game. Pat was very quick to point out that the marketing and development teams are completely different. And yeah. I understand that. I understand you're trying to build a parallel and run off the MCU and what they well, just that's what I think with what, it. Like the marketing team wanted to use the MCU as a jumping off point. Like these are the characters that are super famous. These are the characters that everybody recognizes as part of the MCU. Let's lead with them. I feel like they could have, I feel like they could, I feel like they could have done that with having a reveal of Miss Marvel. I think they could have put the two together in, in yeah. some way, like without overwhelming us with like a bunch of stuff, but there, there, there should have been a way that it shouldn't have taken this long for definitely. us to get this playable yeah, character to get to see Miss Marvel. The messaging of this game is not where it needs to be, but I could see what the marketing team was trying to do. It's just that those characters were so beloved, and we knew like Robert Downey Jr. was Iron Man to us. Yeah. Mark Ruffalo was the Hulk before Edward Norton was talked, but we'll get into that some other day. <laughs> but, uh, and then uh, Chris Evans was Captain America and Scarlett Johansson is Black, Black Widow, Widow to us. So seeing these people that look kind of like them, but are not them, obviously that's where the, the whole uncanny Valley thing started happening. And people are like, what are these, the generic Avengers or whatever? And like, even though the voice cast is solid, like we've talked we, about we've the discussed credits. It, yeah. yeah. It kind of turned on them because then people started saying like, yeah, these are the characters that are super famous, but these are not my characters. So that's where people started getting angry. But if you had led with like, yeah, these characters are in here, but Camilla Khan is like, as they say in this trailer, Mm -hmm. is the protagonist of the story and like the one narrating it and everything. I think that would have separated. Like like they could have, they could have done like her reveal at E3. Definitely. They yeah. could have like done her gameplay reveal at E3 and yeah. given us her part of the story and hook us with that. Because if she's going to be the in- the integral part of the story, that's what we should have gotten. And I think that's what the the development team wanted to do, but again, the marketing team was just using like, you know, statistics and brand recognition to try and market their game. Like it's kind of almost naive to think people wouldn't be taken aback by that because it's You've you've had these movie characters in the MCU for how many? It was twenty two movies total, twenty three movies yeah. total, something like that. So like they built an affinity to these characters and who they are to them. So then obviously when you when you have that change, obviously they shouldn't they shouldn't expect Robert Downey Jr. to be Iron Man in this video game. Well, that's like the gaming audience is different than like the movie, right? Because because like the the movie audience is vastly greater in number than is the video game audience that's going to play this game. But you still have the overlap. Like obviously, the people who are playing this game are more than all like more than likely all of them are fans of the movie as well. So I can understand what they were trying to do. Obviously, they executed it poorly. Now that we've gotten the gameplay trailer for Miss Marvel, I I thought it looked pretty decent. It's an interesting like how she's. Basically, the focal point of the story is yeah, interesting how they're going about it. If you watch the trailers, the, the talk of like she hacks into the AIM database and she's listed as like a, a dangerous individual or whatever. And she's talking about like a cure or like they're trying to cure her or whatever. Or like 
the aim is manufacturing out this cure, which I think is going to have some nefarious purpose or something. But uh, she goes to uh, Bruce Banner and basically says, like, hey, I've looked into this. Look at all this stuff. I think the Avengers were set up and, you know, they murdered Cap or whatever. And then at some point, Bruce Banner takes her to Tony Stark. And that's when you we see that there's that little scene in the trailer where he's like drunk and like talking to Bruce Banner. Like she's actually there and like interacting with him as well. And that's when he's saying like, yeah, I know I've been trying to like get this news out there and stuff or like figure out what happened or whatever. And then he does mention like, uh, we were all set up by him. I'm not sure who that him he's referring to, but I'm, I think it's going to be like the main villain of the, the big bad. Yeah. So definitely this trailer gets me so much more hyped. I was already pretty hyped. You guys weren't as hyped on this. So what does this trailer do for you? Like introducing like a new character we haven't seen interact with like, you know, I mean, other than comics, I guess. But like seeing them, seeing this character interact with uh, the main Avengers and like just a new story. I don't know. Like I always like I always had a feeling that she eventually was going to somehow, you know, she's going to. I'm sure she's going like, to. Isn't she going to have her own movie? She's going to have a Marvel TV show, I thought. Yeah, she's going to have a TV show, which, I mean, the other TV shows are going to be movie quality, and she's eventually going to work. I mean, they are going to be connected to the movies, so she'll be in the movies, too, at some point. And, you know, um, I'm excited. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's a, it's nice to have some new characters and with new powers that can, you know, make things really interesting. So yeah. I think, like you guys mentioned, they should have started with her just to make it like, okay, this is different. This is not yeah, what to differentiate from the yeah. other Yeah, then people would have been like, oh, okay, you know, I'm cool like, like I'm okay with, like, having, like, a like the two-minute kind of initial reveal of the game and everything where you're just kind of focusing on, like, your main Avengers and kind of, like, that. that's, like, your initial starting point, like, trailer reveal and everything like that. The second one, I feel like, should have been this. And then not delay it as much. Uh, personally, for me, I'm not, like, super into, like, superhero games, like, just in general. It was more of a personal thing. Like, I played, like, Spider-Man, like, growing up, and, like, it was never, like, my go-to game to play. So I don't know how, like, into uh, Marvel's Avengers I would be just in general. But it is nice to see, like, a different character to use that that's atypical from, like, our flagship, like, cast of characters, I guess we should say. Crystal did say that, you know, based on the history of Kamala Khan, she's like the, you know, the high schooler who like writes pages of fan fiction on her like favorite superheroes and stuff like that. So she's a good relatable character to kind of like reflect the audience in this universe or whatever. Or just like the audience who's interested in superheroes like can relate to her because she's Because she's just like a regular civilian that just becomes the superhero. Plus, her powers seem pretty cool. Uh, they said she has the ability to embiggen. Yeah. <laughs> embiggen. Embiggen. So, Which, those of you who watch Simpsons religiously know that that's a famous uh, Springfield quote. Basically, she can make her limbs bigger sizes, kind of like Mr. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. And they show... So, that's what I initially thought when like, I was watching the trailer. I'm like, this is going to be like Miss Fantastic kind of thing. I didn't... I knew Miss Marvel, she... actually. Well, I, I know. But <laughs> I, I get it. But, like, that's what I like likened it to. That was my first immediate thought. At this New York Comic Con event, they actually had people play 20 minutes with uh, different characters. And people were talking about how, like, uh, most of the combat follows, like, the light attack, heavy attack. Tandem, basically. Yeah, the thing that, like, normally games do. Uh, but every character has their own... Uh, innate like changes to the mechanics like obviously thor can throw his hammer recall it mm-hmm. captain america can put out the shield of the vibranium shield in front of him to soak up damage hulk can basically traverse the map like 
a platformer. Yeah, just like knock everything out. We saw in that gameplay demo, uh, Black Widow can go invisible. Mm-hmm. That seems interesting. And then uh, the person who wrote this article, uh, Luke Winky uh, from IGN, basically said he the 20 minutes he played as Camilla Khan was his like most fun because she seems like the most different out of all these people. Mm-hmm. And well, like her, her abilities would probably be the most unique where everyone else's is, for lack of a better term, is just kind of generic. Yeah, he said it was a blend of uh, Dalism from St- Street Fighter and God of War's vintage Blades of Chaos. That sounds pretty fucking sweet. Yeah, that's, that's pretty solid comparisons there. <laughs> yeah, one combo where she ended up embiggening her fists to the size of a sedan and just like annihilating people. So yeah, definitely something I'm glad that they have such diverse characters in like the terms of gameplay. So they said they're going to keep adding more people. They've, we've, sh- we've seen uh, Ant-Man being teased. I'm sure Spider-Man comes along. There better be Rocket Raccoon. And then uh, some of the, the trailer did show like the funny moments, like at the end where she's just like slurping her soda. Or whatever. Oh, that was so annoying. <laughs> like, I identified so much with Bruce Banner in that moment. <laughs> I was like, I was like, Oh my God, this is infuriating. And then when they but cut that, to black, I knew they were going to do it again. Or they showed the release date. Or whatever. That I knew seems they were gonna just like out of a Marvel movie. So oh yeah. That, like they're going to, they're going to bring that comedic relief and that humorism to the game, which is good. Yeah. Because in that sense, you don't want it to be too different from like what we know the Marvel movies to be. We want it to at least like pay homage to those films and at least keep the the tone and the mood similar. Mm-hmm. So. so yeah, I'm I'm super excited for this. I can't wait until March when it finally comes out. You're gonna get it a uh, launch day, right? You're gonna play a day. Out. Already pre-ordered. You already pre-ordered. Nice. All right. Yeah. So Avengers game by Crystal of Tomb Raider fame. I was on board the second they announced it. <laughs> What's the news? What's the news? Not slow news. Uh, not so slow news. When not we... slow. <laughs> what did I say? Not, not so, so slow. slow. You keep saying that. It's not, not so... slow news. Okay, not slow news. <laughs> not so slow. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, that's okay. That's longer. That's what? slower. Okay, not slow news. Uh, is when we read headlines and we just do a quick response of usually one sentence of what you think about it. You should go around in like a little circle. So, <laughs> ready? Mm-hmm. Martin Scorsese claims Marvel movies are not cinema. That's just bullshit. Just because he doesn't watch them? Like, come on. Yeah, I mean, all ci- anything that's put on the film screen is cinema. It's art. Yeah, I think that's a bunch of baloney. Red Dead Redemption 2 officially coming to PC November 5th. Gonna be mods. Can't wait. Yeah, what he said. I knew this was gonna happen at some point, so. Alpha Dream, the developers of Mario and Luigi RPGs on the 3DS is filing for bankruptcy. Nintendo, why didn't you give them Paper Mario to do? What the fuck? Well, then you're not getting Paper Mario. Yes, I am. No, you're not. Mario Maker 2 update adds online co-op. And now we only need just the 16-digit friend codes, and then we'll finally be able to get into a party. I just love how they're working on everything but Paper Mario. (laughs) I was never really big on Mario Maker, so... Bungie to release at least one non-Destiny game by 2025. Yeah, I'm assuming it'll be a, a first-person space shooter. So, I mean, that's a pretty long way into the future. So, we'll probably have what Destiny three and four by then. So, just three. I think. <laughs> just three. You just think it's Bungie, so I'm excited for whatever project they work on. All right, well, that's uh, not slow. Slow news. You almost said not so slow again. Uh, and that's it for not slow news. All right, thank you. And please come again. <laughs> 
so moving on a little bit of pokemon sword and shield there is exclusive coverage that was um going on in the past week or so we will defer this to our pokemon resident expert chance i don't know why you keep calling me that you are the pokemon expert master you're the pokemon master of this group you've caught them all as i understand it all right well well you've caught them all right because i don't want to take advice from someone who hasn't caught them all if he hasn't caught them all he's caught more than what any of us have caught in the context of this if if we didn't know we were talking about pokemon (laughs) (laughs) well uh, are we talking about diseases What are you talking about? Or people in general? <laughs> He's caught so many of them. <laughs> we went to the two like most like obscure things that you could still technically catch, where like the simple thing would have been like fish. <laughs> I hate you guys. Well, Game Informer recently got some exclusive coverage on Pokemon Sword and Shield. They went to Tokyo headquarters in Japan, and uh, they wrote a bunch. Where of else would it be? <laughs> Tokyo headquarters. <laughs> Game Freak. Game Freak. Game, Game Freak. Fucking Tokyo. In Japan. That's the. It's Game Freak's headquarters <laughs> in, in Tokyo, Paris. Japan. There you go. And they got all the behind the scenes uh, info that, you know, people are really interested in hearing before the game comes out. It's and a cover story for October, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 for sure. So the first one they mentioned was Sword and Shield's max rating and how they're going to be very challenging, more challenging than probably most of anything in the game. This is specifically for the raids, right? Yeah, this is the raids that you find in the wild areas. Okay. So, typically, you would have to team up with, like, a couple other trainers. And you fight one huge Pokemon that has shields and, like, you know, a large pool of health. They're saying this is going to be very difficult. Or, well, I mean, into Pokemon standards, which may not be that hard, but... So, like, I know people have been complaining, like, Pokemon's being too easy or whatever. So, is this something that, like, appeals to you, Chance, is, like, the Pokemon... It's something new. I mean, obviously, well, not really. I mean, I get spent in Pokemon Go, I guess, and they're just putting it into the mainstream Pokemon RPG. Pokemon Go had battling with this, or they just had throwing? They had the raid battles. Like, everyone would uh, go to, like, a certain area, and there'd be, like, a raid boss, a Pokemon with a large amount of health, and everyone would attack it and try to beat it. And if you beat it, then everyone who beat it got the Pokemon. And that's how, like, the legendary events, I guess. I mean, that's pretty much what it, uh, from what I've heard, that's how that Mm -hmm. works, you know. And uh, I think it is a really interesting mechanic. It's just something else they added up to the game that um, it would be really interesting. And it would add a lot more, you know, add cooperation between other players in Pokemon, which is kind of different because it's always been like a single player experience. Well, they yeah. encourage trading. And- yeah, and stuff like that. It's nice to actually like to see other players in your game. and It's actually um, cool to be able to interact with players in other ways rather than just yeah. like, trading your Pokemon, which I, I understand. At you the- also battle. Yeah, but um, you give each other gifts. They, they keep doing that, like. Isn't that yeah, how you get certain Pokemon? Like you have to like yeah, like, yeah. There were certain Pokemon like you could only trade get by gifting, yeah. And stuff like like that. Yeah. in the process of like the trade, they evolve because yeah. of that or something or other. It's one of the new. Uh, that's one of the things that they covered about the new Pokemon. A new feature that um, they're finally adding. Now they're doing auto saving instead of the standard having to save having to you save yourself. You can still do that. Right. You can still like, save manually, but now they're adding mm-hmm. auto saving. What do you guys think? So it won't be like time or like, yeah, it's absolutely about time. It's a modern mechanic that has been in every other game. So yeah, I know I've like in the past when I was playing Pokemon gold or whatever, I I, like was playing on the game boy and like I got to through the cave or whatever it is. And then right then my battery dies 
And then uh, I lost all that all progress, progress and I had to go through, like, the cave again. Oh, uh, yeah. I always hated, like, having, like, that panic attack when I was playing on my Game Boy. And then, like, the light would turn red to, like, indicate, like, your battery's about to die. And you're like, yeah. you're like shit, this is not a good place for this to be happening. Well, right on now. the Game Boy Color, the bright red meant you had full battery. And then the dimmer Dim- red. Got, <laughs> and I'm like, gone. oh, shit, is it? Has it gotten dimmer? Is it? <laughs> if I've just gotten tired here, I can't see. Tired? Yeah. Well, no, yeah. Because, like, yeah, for real, you'd get, like, you were like desensitized to the light and you just like kind of like acclimate as it got dimmer. So the light would just look the same basically until it's like last it possible. Terrible moment. System. It was horrible system. It was terrible. It was like, so, I mean, the, like they mentioned the feature is man or you can turn off and on the feature. So, I mean, yeah, that's, that's the thing they added, uh, auto saving finally into Pokemon. And, uh, this one's kind of a smaller one, but HMs are not in Pokemon sword and shield. Which is uh, kind of a really nice thing. Uh, do you guys remember what HMs are? Or do you know what yeah, it's like you got to the tree and you had to get a Pokemon with cut. Yeah, yeah. I remember. So I always H- got HMs are like those like permanent. The perm the they're the primary moves that like by like putting you it need onto to traverse the the world. Yeah, but also like putting it onto a Pokemon like it didn't go away. Like a TM was something that you you had a finite number of, but an HM like TM it wasn't had- a one time use. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. Or like. Multiple, if you had more yeah. of them or whatever. I mean, I think it's a good thing because um, I'm sure for a lot of people who play Pokemon, you always had an, what they call an HM slave, where you had a Pokemon who was very versatile that can learn all the ones you wanted. Cut, surf, strength, so, dig, or whatever. Yeah. So you always had, technically your party was only a five Pokemon because you'd have that six that was always underleveled, un, like not evolved. Oh yeah, I always and, had like, a Pokemon. You just used just yeah. to get from it place was, to place. It was just <laughs> cut, fly, surf, and yeah. either strength or smash, like break rocks or digs or whatever. So, I mean, either they may not have as many obstacles or they may have like what they've had in the other Pokemon games to have services. Like for example, when you go into the main hub city, there'll be that, uh, Corviknight badass looking crow Pokemon. Mm-hmm. You just talk to it and it's like a taxi service and you can fly to somewhere. Oh, that's nice. Or something. You know what I mean? Like, you know, instead of having to, you know, teach your, your Pokemon fly and then, you know, do that. So, so uh, I read they're, they're taking after, uh, let's go Pikachu and Eevee. Yeah. You're riding the Pokemon. Yeah, so, like, so you didn't yeah. need surf, but you could like just jump on your squirtle's you, back and yeah, you can do that, or maybe like maybe you go next to like the water and then you can talk to a Lapras and like, hey, can I use you know, can I ride on you and just to, uh, you know what I mean, something like that. Kind of like they really wanted to implement Pokemon as in like within the community of the mm-hmm. people, like you know they've evolved that way. But also doesn't hurt like your lineups either. You don't have that slave Pokemon in your lineup. Originally, uh, Game Informer had like a mistranslated quote or whatever, saying that the game would have 18 gyms, which is more than double what they usually have because they usually only have eight. Pokemon Company later clarified, like, no, that's incorrect. Uh, what's going to happen is there won't be such an astronomical amount of gyms in a single playthrough, but there are more gyms than normal in the game's canon. So I'm thinking, with are they trying to say like? There's eight gyms in Pokemon Sword, and then there's eight different gyms in Shield, and then if you play both, then you get. Well, they do have or... they do have like the version exclusive, I guess. Yeah, they said in the Gala region, Pokemon gyms are divided into minor and major league, following the theme of Sword and Shield exploration of the UK sports culture. Which gyms appear in the minor league and major league will change depending on the version of game you buy. I don't know what the minor and major league thing is. Like, I don't know if, like, it's the minor league, like, a gym leader, but the major league is, like, elite character, elite four. Um, I don't, I don't know. Like, they're, like, I'm assuming the harder gym is the major league one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, I, I, as we, as we're talking about, you can tell that they're definitely doing, taking a lot of risk with this Pokemon game. Like, they want to do things different and shake it up and add a lot of different new features to it. What sucks is that 
this was a mistranslation. So Game Informer reported it, and it went out in the wild. And I saw a lot of people saying, like, oh, yeah, finally something that, like, makes me super excited about this game. Because, like, you know, having, like, less Pokemon and all that stuff. Yeah. We talked about, like, the hate Pokemon was getting. So uh, <laughs> people were getting super excited for this. <laughs> and then Pokemon companies like, fuck, we have to correct them, even though it wasn't us who made the, made the misinformation. Yeah. yeah, so it kind of sucks that they, they had to do this. but Because people immediately are like, what the fuck? Like, this is so <laughs> stupid. And I'm like, well, it wasn't their fault originally, but, you know. Right. Yeah. I mean, there was a game where they had 16. Um, yeah, that was the gold, right? Yeah, the one was... where you could, like, you beat the gym leaders and then you can go back to... The Kanto the region, like the region. original region, and mm-hmm. then do that again. Yeah, that would be awesome to do that. That's what I remember. I thought all of them were like that, but... No, it was no, just that one that was a that, special yeah. special case, and maybe they might go back to it at some point, but as of right now, they just stick with uh, the formula of eight. And then I guess one of the last things I wanted to mention, there are more, um, so if you do want to check it out, go to Game Informer, and they have their little uh, exclusive story, but the last one we're going to talk about is the X- EXP share um, being like solidified into the gameplay so they're taking this i guess kind of like the pokemon pikachu and eevee where you fight something and after you beat it everyone gets xp automatically you can't turn it off mm-hmm. um are you guys cool with that or i mean they see the reason why they did this is because it makes it so um first of all leveling is easily there's not a grind you know what i mean mm-hmm. like if you catch a pokemon and you have to switch it out you're forced to switch it in and then you it can't faint because if it faints, then it doesn't get XP. So you have to like switch it in and then switch it back out. Yeah. Um. And uh, you know what I mean. Everyone just gets XP across the board. Do you make? Do you think this is a good idea? I think it makes it too easy. Uh, like the, the game. I, I, feel like, it, I feel like that was kind of a staple of the game to like have to like properly balance your training of each Pokemon. But but I think with adding all this new stuff that's going on, I'm kind of okay with it. Maybe to take one of the dynamics out when you're adding all, all this other stuff into the game. But that and like that was grinding for grinding sake, I think a little bit like yeah. I'm going to spend all this time getting my one Pokemon to a hundred and now all my other Pokemon are still like level 20 or 30 or whatever. Now, obviously so. the one that's battling is going to gain way more experience than the ones that are just chilling in the park. I'm not, all of them are going to Yeah, they all get equal experience and oh. you can't turn it off. Okay. That's the big thing. Like you used you to like get this item late in the game. So it makes grinding easier. Right. But now then now they've been adding like you get it super early and you can turn it off and on. But now they're actually making like it's all it's on all the time. It's just like a passive. Uh, and it's not even an item anymore. It just happens all the time. I would like I wouldn't mind it if like the maybe the Pokemon that was that won the battle or whatever got the most. And then everyone yeah. else got like a fraction of that or something. But it seems yeah, like, like everyone might get the same, which mm-hmm. is kind of like kind of sucks. And oh, yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't just might make the game too easy. Easier I'm, than it already is. I'm fine with it because it's like only the Pokemon in your party anyway, right? So, yeah, you'll be able to train six at a time and then you change yeah, them I mean, out that's to get true. the like, other it, six. Like, that's true. Like if the whole goal is to like catch them all and like, yeah, do all that kind of stuff, it's going to take a long time to do that anyway. Because if you look at any like modern RPGs currently that have like a, a, a companion. companion system. God damn, I couldn't think of that. <laughs> a companion system, they all do that same thing. Like if I'm getting just Jim and marianne in my companions and like we're going out doing adventures and we're all leveling up when i come back and i get fred and wilma wilma God, Vel- what is the scooby-doo no that's velma i should have said velma damn it <laughs> fred and daphne saint pierre okay <laughs> if i get them they're gonna be you know have like eight experience points that i can now use for their skills just mm-hmm. to catch them up to I forget who the names I said before, but get them all back on Marianne the same level. Marianne and somebody else. So it's kind of doing that same thing. Like, I, I don't want to re-level up those 
Pokemon just because I wasn't I wasn't using them primarily. To me, who's like more of a casual Pokemon player, if like barely a Pokemon player, it's something that appeals to me because I'm not gonna you know spend so much time grinding to get the party I want or whatever. So I, I'm sure you, Chance, who wants like a little bit more control. Uh, well, well I mean, I wish that you could turn it off, but I don't mind that it's in there. Like, I guess I'm weird. Like, I like my starter Pokemon. I always liked my starter Pokemon to be like stronger than all my other ones. I guess. Oh yeah, I mean, I always. But then do my that. other ones were like only a couple levels below. Not only does this make grinding like happen less frequently, yeah. I guess. It also, it also kind of protects the player from like over leveling that starter Pokemon. Yeah, immensely. I mean, we're just gonna have to see what happens. Like I said, like they're trying a lot of new things, and they may take away this feature next next time around if, if people really don't like it. But I just hope it doesn't make the game too easy and like you know you just fly through the game. Nothing's a challenge. I mean, we won't know until we get to try it. So right, I've seen a lot of like old school Pokemon fans who are like saying like this game is shit or this game is like taking some stuff that making choices that they don't feel comfortable with. And then there's also a lot of, you know, competitive or like old school Pokemon fans who are like, I really like everything what they're doing to this game. So it seems like there's a divide. Yeah. That's that's the the difference between being a purist and being stuck in like the old way of playing the game and enjoying that for what it was. And then there's this more, more adaptive player that is more willing to like roll with the changes right. and stuff like that. So it, it's more about how you want to play the game. The purists so, yeah. obviously want it to be your eight gyms, grinding, all that kind of stuff. Obviously, Chance has played the Pokemon Pokemon the most. You've you've played quite a bit. Yeah, absolutely. I have like barely played. So where do you guys sit? Are you a purist? Are you hesitant at like the changes they're making? And you're obviously still going to get the game, but like the more you hear about this, like the changes they're making, are you like? That's cool to try out, or are you like, damn, I wish they didn't do that? I'm not going to, like, hear something, oh, they're doing this? Oh, it sucks. Like, I'm not, I don't, I'm not that kind of person. We'll see how it goes or whatever. If people don't like it, they'll change it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, like, we'll have to at least, you know, maybe it might be for the better. You know, I don't know. We won't know until we play it. That's what I'm kind of thinking. Like, I want to see these features in play, I guess. Like, I didn't want this game to be too much like Pokemon Pikachu and Eevee, but as you can see, they're taking a lot from that game. Mm. Pokemon being out in the open, you can see them rocking around like in Pokemon Go. So it seems like they're making it more like easier to get into for like... It's already easy to get into. It's just, I don't want it to be made too easy. Like They are also now pandering to a different constituency if we're talking about kids that are just not getting hooked on Let's Go. Right. But you're all, yeah exactly, and then you're also looking at like even younger players like 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 when when Pokemon first came out when we were all younger, we had far more of an attention span to be willing to deal with grinding and like that kind of stuff. Whereas like now nobody really wants to deal with that to an extent. Like exactly. maybe younger Pokemon people want to, they don't want to have to deal with that. Like Pokemon was like was po- the major RPG you had for like three months before you got another game. Exactly. So you you had the time this, to kill. You don't have that now. You yeah. If you now, not, this if, game comes out the same day as Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. If you don't if you don't grip those players, then you run into a problem. In which case they can just be like, I don't want to deal with this. There's other games for me to go play. Where this was not the case twenty years ago so yeah, you have to account for the time of the person playing too. yeah so for, for for me personally i i would say i'm more of like a semi-purist of pokemon i do like the old style but at, at some point it does get to the point where every like to me every game was the same like that's what it got to it didn't matter that's if why the I pokemon changed or if the region changed at the end of the day the the pathway you took the was exactly the, was same. the same. Everything was the same. So I like that they're trying to do something a bit different. The environment's changing. The gameplay style is changing. And I, I like that because 
it had to come to a point where like this structure of the game had to evolve. Otherwise, you were going to get stuck in the past and you weren't going to get anywhere. So that I think they're finally taking these risks because they realize the that they need to, to do, do it that. with the first like major game on Switch. That's yeah, exactly. Like this is huge, and you know that a bunch of people are going to get this game because it's the it is that first major game for Pokemon on the Switch. So then more more people are absolutely going to be they're going to be people are going to be more apt to buy this game than any other one. Yeah, I mean, I'll get it, but on November fifteenth, I'm going to be playing Jedi Fallen Order. I think what I'll be doing is I, I I will get both. I'll be playing Jedi Fallen Order during the day, and like when I'm going to bed, I'll be playing uh, Pokemon just because on the Switch it's handheld. It'll be that'll be what that'll be like my before bed game. Yeah, I so. think it would be the same way. Yeah, like I I guess I'm kind of like the opposite of like Pat. Um, I'm probably gonna get Pokemon, and then I'm gonna within uh wait a year for yeah access to get uh star wars <laughs> like this, this is gonna be game of the year caliber and you're gonna miss out on it yeah, i'm not gonna go i'm not gonna know why like, you guys are crazy i've been playing this pokemon game this is game of the year he literally <laughs> don't know what he's missing yeah community questions huh so what we do for community questions is we will go on to social media typically reddit and we will ask a question to the community and then you guys will respond and we'll read our favorite ones out here and the panel will respond as well so this week's question is what video game do you wish you could play for the first time all over again? So like imagine you found like a men in black neuralizer, okay, and you could have the option of neuralizing yourself and wipe the memory of any one video game completely from your mind just so you can experience the joy of playing it for the first time all over again. Yeah, that's like the sole thing. You're not losing any other memory, you're just forgetting everything about this one video game of your choice just to experience playing it for the first time all over again. All right, so for me, I picked Assassin's Creed 2. Uh, the reason being like I remember I remember the first time I played Assassin's Creed 2. I got the bundle for it was like it was before Assassin's Creed 3 came out. They had that bundle where it was Assassin's Creed and then the the Ezio trilogy all together. And I like completely powered through the whole thing, but playing Assassin's Creed 2 for the first time was incredible i was completely engrossed in the gameplay i fell in love with Ezio. the story was fantastic and the improvement especially from assassin's creed 1 to assassin's creed 2 was incredible so i loved everything about it and that's the game that i i don't know i I, it was like the first time i really got like so like dove so deep into the story and was so hooked on it that i spent i've i've replayed that game like 10 or 11 times but like playing it for the first time is something I wish I could experience again. So what about you? Or actually, before I get to you guys, I'll read some of our favorite ones here. Our most popular ones here. So uh, Ragnarok underscore MS said Breath of the Wild. Just uh, play Akinera, dude. A lot, there were a lot of Akinera of times on here. There were a lot of Red Dead Redemption 2s on here. There were... Uh, somebody said Dishonored, Pat. Someone Sounds said... Great. Uh, Dishonored I, 2, now on Game Pass. Go play it. Uh, let me see. Uh, Mini Bjorn said Portal. So that would be... Wallace the Sane. <laughs> Couldn't pick one, so he gave me like seven. So he said Borderlands 2, Kroner, Chrono Trigger, uh, Lufia 1 and 2, Final Fantasy 3 through 10. He or she could not... Do, do everything. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I messaged him back and he was like, there's no possible way he could ever choose one game. He said it was hard enough just narrowing it down to those. Yep. So what about you guys? So I got two, technically three. Obviously Paper Mario and Paper Mario Thousand Year Door because 
those ga- for playing those games for the first time. Like I've played them so much now that I know exactly what's going to happen, exactly how to do it, exactly. You know, I, I actually for my cousin to figure out how to get past some of these stuff. We actually videotaped on a VCR of me and my brother playing the game and gave the tapes to my, my cousin Parth to uh, figure out how to beat it. So like we, we played it so much. We did the, the original let's play like before right. the internet. Uh, so I, I, I know that game like, like the back of my hand, but to wipe my memory and start again. And like, if they just did a remaster and stuff, you know, it'd be, it would be fucking awesome. Uh, just to experience like that humor and that like gameplay and everything for the first time. So that's definitely one I'd pick and that's our quota. And then also uh, definitely Bioshock infinite. Cause that game, someone just, did say Bioshock in here as well. Yeah, Cause that game was just such an experience. And like, yeah, some people say original Bioshock, but I personally think Bioshock infinite is like the better game. Uh, it's the one that has the better gameplay in my opinion. And uh, is just, it's a better sure, yeah. character development. Definitely by shocking the dead. What about you? I guess mine's kind of vague in the fact that it's like I kind of wish I could restart for like a series. Like I kind of wish I could – the whole Call of Duty series were new to me, I guess. Um, because, I mean – Well, this most recent one is Modern Warfare just reimagined, right? Yeah, but it's – I guess it's because it's like um, it'd be – it would have been cool to like, you know – be new to like the gunplay and just the way Call of Duty was. I guess. I guess now I'm just kind of like tired of it. You know. Right. I know some people fall off, fell off a lot long time ago. There's people who like leave and come back. And but you're getting this one though, right? Unfortunately, I'm not. Just lose the pizza bet, damn it! Like no, I know he's gonna get it. No, I'm not getting it because I have Call of Duty Mobile. And there you go. That will be my Call of Duty. You are not going to survive on this. Well, I'm doing pretty well in Call of Duty Mobile. Stop, stop being so. the way you are. I'm going to get you this damn game. No, like, I'm not going <laughs> to lose this bet because of you. So yeah, that was our um, that was community questions. Thank you guys. Moving on to our final topic, our biggest news of the week, as it were. Uh, there was a lot of Sony news that came out this week, and we're going to kind of hit on them one by one. I guess we'll just start with the biggest one. Sean Layden will be departing Sony. After 30 years, or has already departed Sony, I guess. Yeah. Uh, after 30 years. And it's so, like, I don't I don't feel like, I don't have a good feeling about how it was done. Well, yeah, there's some shit that we don't know. Like, yeah, there's obviously stuff that happened. Okay, so for those of you who do not know what happened, PlayStation tweeted, like, the, the Twitter account for PlayStation tweeted the following. It is with great emotion that we announced that Worldwide Studios chairman Sean Layden will be departing Sony Interactive Entertainment. His visionary leadership will be greatly missed. We wish him success in future endeavors and are deeply grateful for his years of service. 30 years of service, by the way. Thanks for everything, Sean. This is the only thing that anyone has said about this. We have not heard anything from Sean Layden himself. There has been no other comment from PlayStation, no other comment from Sony, nothing. Yeah, and if you look at – because this isn't like a – an unusual occurrence. People, you know, leave companies all the time. Just like last year, we had Reggie leave Nintendo. But the way they did that, they announced it months in advance. And, they and then said, they did a whole farewell tour. Yeah, this is the day like, he's leaving. They announced his replacement. He did a, a video where he's leaving and all this shit. Like, they gave him a proper send-off. And then this just seems like negotiations broke down or something. And they're like, fine, fucking leave. We'll announce it right now. And Sean Layden has not... I think he's liked a couple of tweets, but he hasn't officially tweeted or like responded to anybody asking about this or anything. Probably because he just found out too. 
No, I, I'm, I really doubt it. I'm sure they. This is by essentially mutual consent. What I think extent, it is maybe. is it's like an NDA. Like you yeah. can't talk Just about, talk about what happened, or you can't like, you know, tweet or whatever. Because sometimes it's like you can't even communicate for like a month or something afterwards just until everything blows over so right. yeah, it could be that it, it's but what's blowing over though what's going we on? don't know that's don't the know. thing that's the thing that is the thing so uh time to put on our uh, tinfoil hats conspiracy time guys so gamedaily.biz if i'm not mistaken is the group that broke this went through and kind of did some initial digging into like kind of what happened after sony and playstation tweeted this out and it seems, and rem- reminder, nobody's confirmed this. These are all kind of speculation and conspiracy stuff. It seems that Layden's departure is a result of an internal power struggle that has stemmed from Sony's corporate restructure that occurred back in April of 2018. Now, what happened was at that point, uh, Jim Ryan, who was just like a deputy head at SIE, he then became the president and CEO. And Layden's position. Um, as chairman of worldwide studios um, was like a position that was created specifically with Layden in mind. Mm-hmm. So Layden with, I don't, I don't think anybody would really dispute this has like a, an impeccable resume, at least with Sony has been there for 30 years, has done this, that, and the other. So he probably understandably was fairly peeved at the fact that he did not get the head honcho job. So then there was like a power struggle there that finally came to a head and resulted in him leaving sony and leaving playstation so that's kind of like the overarching kind of like conspiracy theory that that that's what's happening um so i think the uh, the litmus test for this is going to be like reggie retired and now he's going into like i think he's teaching at a community college or something like that and then he's just doing like side projects that is like his hobbies not mm-hmm. he's, he didn't go work for someone else or whatever. right so if sean Layden, like if next month stadia is like our new head, Sean, Sean Layden. Right. I think that's going to be a huge, huge indicator, indicator that, exactly like, of yeah, what happens. Like, they either, some bad blood. Yeah, going on exactly. There, if he goes straight, like, if he goes directly to like another competitor, competitor yeah. be like, imagine him at Microsoft with Phil Spencer. That'd be nuts. I don't think that would happen. <laughs> but oh my god, that would be amazing. Speaking of Phil, Phil Spencer, I did see a funny uh, tweet online of someone saying like. You know, Game Awards 2018, you had, for the first time ever, Phil Spencer, Sean Layden, and Reggie from Nintendo, like, all together on the same stage, greeting, like, saying, like, gaming is for, like, everybody. And then now, a year later, this Game Awards, two out of those three are gone. gone. (laughs) So, uh, people like, Phil Spencer is really gunning for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, So, that corporate reshuffle that I mentioned earlier, there's been um, kind of issues with the marketing of SIE Japan or SIE Asia, uh, Europe and the Americas. And they're having almost like a marketing, like bottleneck issue where third party developers are being left in the dark about what's going to happen with PS five and its details a lot longer than they have been in previous cycles, like with PS four and PS three development kits and stuff. Exactly. Yes. As early as they normally would. Yeah. And like, and like the, this, these kind of corporate reshuffles obviously are dealt with at the executive level. So you're talking VPs, presidents, CEOs, they're dealing with this. So then your developers and people that are closer to the bottom of the totem pole, they're having to deal with this as a rolling restructure. So they're having to constantly adapt as their higher ups are dealing with figuring out what's going on. So they're even further back. So you're getting like this bottleneck effect where like they're figuring things out slowly and it's even slower on like the lower end. So what that means for PS5, I don't know. They're saying that 
they're obviously hoping for a 2020 launch. I'm still hoping for a 2019 launch, but with the pizza bit and everything, but <laughs> not good. <laughs> We'll hold out until the end of the year. But yeah, so there is some concern about what that means for the PS5. I don't think we should anticipate any delays in what's happening. But you don't know if they don't get the development kits and everything they need in time. It might be a problem. But we'll move on. That yeah, more... This wasn't the only major news that came out of Sony this week. It was not. Sony had confirmed crossplay this week. Now, we know uh, their crossplay was kind of in like a beta situation they have now confirmed that they can now enable crossplay on any game in this generation but modern warfare will be the first that will be doing this so jim ryan said during a short interview with wired that basically the new system uh, can now support any games that want to use it this doesn't mean that all games will have crossplay but if the developers want it to have crossplay it can be done Mm -hmm. so so yeah i mean we, we talked about this before like Modern Warfare is, like, the domino that's going to cause, like, all the rest of them to fall. Because, like, right. now the the scenario is going to be like, hey, Call of Duty did it. Why aren't you doing it? The major franchise it is. The next Division is going to have this. The next Destiny is going to have this. The mm-hmm. next name any multiplayer franchise is going to have this. Like, there's no reason to not, not have, have this right. now. Because it, it helps not only, like, the community... But it helps the developer too because you're keeping that game with like the longer legs. Like you have to just develop for like one platform or like one, you know, giant thing instead of doing like updates for this, which is different for this, which is different right. for this. And it keeps the community alive longer. So, you know, two years down the line, Modern Warfare is still going to have a large pool of players because there's all three platforms are, are pulling it. from the same pool. This is, this is great news that Sony is like, going full on with this because especially since back in 2017 jim ryan did kind of have a fairly hard stance against crossplay. in contrast to layden who was all for it. so it was it's interesting now considering layden has left yeah that jim ryan is still willing well, to go on with this. famously jim ryan in that interview when they first were asked about crossplay, with the whole fortnite thing was happening jim ryan's like we want to protect our players basically playing with the nintendo card like we want to protect them and if if we unleash them to like xbox and pc players we can't control them and monitor them and that that's going to be for their disadvantage i guess which is complete bullshit and i think like he wasn't planning on being asked that question so that was just the first thing he thought of that he just said and and like like his exact quote was like it is exactly exposing what in many cases are children to external influences we have no ability to manage or look after it's something we have to think about very carefully it's very much that i'm just going to play the kids card we're protecting the kids Right, and, and that was back in 2017. So it is it is good now that either he's more open to it, or they're just like we well, have to do this anyway. They were pressured because their competitors were doing it. Right, and Fortnite, the biggest he's, game on the planet. He's finally seen the forest through the trees, and he's like, I have to do this. Yeah. I don't have a choice. Uh, so. In fact, in that Wired magazine, I'm pretty sure he talked about like how if Sony wants to continue being on top, they need to adapt. And uh, he talked about how like in past like history of the the gaming war or whatever it's it's always the the company that's on top that goes in with like overconfidence and ends up not being on top the next gen so right. he's like we want to avoid that we want to keep our lead and the mm-hmm. way to do that is to adapt and like support crossplay and stuff right and then even still that wasn't the only news to come out this week yeah. from sony probably i would we could probably say the second biggest news at least for us anyway ps now has reduced its price, so now it's nine ninety nine a month. Basically, it was 
either nineteen ninety nine a month or ninety nine ninety nine a year, and now it's nine ninety nine a month or fifty nine ninety nine a year. Mm-hmm. So they've reduced it across the board, and this is Huge. completely in reaction to Game Pass. Oh yeah, no doubt, hundred percent. And they've added now God of War, Uncharted Four. Infamous Second Son and GTA Five are like the heavy hitting lines that they've released that are going to be on PS now until January 2020. Until January 2020, so they're doing it on a three month cycle. I I assume they're doing this for all of their headline games. They're just going to be cycling well, on three month loops. Okay, maybe, so or... basically, PS Now started as a way for you to play your PS3 games on a PS4 via streaming. Like that's how it was originally. Okay. Because they bought Gaikai back like in the PS3 generation, and they're just using the Gaikai servers to to run that. When it first started, there was like significant lag. It wasn't like fully fleshed out, and it was really expensive. So that was like a huge hurdle that they had to overcome. Now uh, it's still mostly PS3 games, but they've added. They started adding PS4 games. Uh, the way it works is you can play either on your PS4 or any desktop, PC, or tablet. Uh, as long as you have a PS4 controller. Okay. So if you want to play this on PC, you need a PS4 controller, but you don't need a PS4 to play it. Okay. Cool, cool. And if you're playing on something besides a PS4, it has to be streamed. If you are playing on a PS4, you can download certain games, not all of them. These ones they said you can download, like the God of War, Uncharted, and everything. So it's still not on par with Game Pass, I think, because Game Pass is... Now they've done Game Pass Ultimate, which is 15 bucks a month for PC and Xbox, Xbox, which is great. And it includes uh, gold in this. This does not include PlayStation Plus. No, it doesn't. And all games are able to be downloaded, whether you're on PC or Xbox. You don't need an Xbox controller. And all first-party Xbox games are included in Game Pass. Pass, This has a rotating number of... uh, It's like a rotating lineup of games. Exclusively, so far. And, yeah, and I actually do kind of want to piggyback off what you said because it was really interesting about how this is in response to Game Pass, but still not quite up to par with that. Uh, IHS market analyst Pierce Harding Rolls had the following to say on like what this means for PlayStation and Xbox, respectively. So while PS, he, he said the following: so while PS now cannot compete with the first party day and date releases, Microsoft bundles into Xbox Game Pass, PS now's offer of streaming and bigger catalog of games at a similar price point makes Sony service a lot more competitive, not going quite as far to say as it matches, but it does make it more competitive. And the addition of heavy hitting titles such as GTA, God of War, Uncharted, and Infamous for three months with the promise to rotate in other popular titles after this period, so this would be at the start of 2020, will drive more trials of the service and subscription base. Enhanced ad spend and marketing will help expose a broader audience to the PS Now proposition. So it does make it more competitive from PlayStation standpoint, and we do give a lot of love to Xbox for what they're doing with Game Pass, so it is nice to see PlayStation taking these steps. It does it does go a long way to making it competitive, but they're still not there. Definitely not there. Even with them introducing this price point, Xbox has already introduced a better price point just at E3 with the Game Pass Ultimate. Right. Where- it's, like, it's like Xbox was like three steps ahead of them, yeah. and now PlayStation is to where they were before E3. And all these first-party titles 
coming that's, day and date. That, that's the big thing. Day and huge. date launch, putting it on Game Pass. I don't need to spend $40, 50 $60 for each game. I have them. Yeah, Gears that's of War. That's a huge thing. A huge AAA game that on Game Pass. would have sold millions regardless of I mean, we talked about it like a couple Pass. we talked about it a couple weeks ago how like the server crashed because everybody switched to play this game. Like imagine yeah. the sales of this. It's on Game Pass. It's absolutely insane. You can pay $2 and get two months of Game Pass Ultimate right now and play Gears for $2. That's insane to me. Yeah. And Sony is like, you know, trying to compete with this and, you know, putting Infamous and God of War and everything on here is is a step in the right direction. It's the three-month cycle that kills me. uh, Infamous came out in 2014. Uncharted 4 isn't even the most recent Uncharted. We still have uh, Lost Legacy. Like First Light is the expansion to Second Son that came out, I think, a year later. That is not even included in this. So it's yeah. still – They're still not quite there. They can't be selling those as much. Like Horizon came out 2017. Right. I'm sure you've sold the bulk of the sales you're going to get. Why not right. use that to facilitate your subscription at right. this point? Like exactly. That, I mean I feel like if you have a PlayStation, game. you should have already some most of these games anyway, I feel like. Yeah, that's like God of War. I feel like is a no brainer. If I were to go buy a PlayStation, I'd get God of War. Like, yeah, I mean, like, and then you know, you should already have this game, so that's not that big of a. And and it might be like inaccurate for me to say this. I don't know because I haven't played on a PlayStation in several years now since giving it to my brother. The catalog of games on Xbox just seems far vaster. But they've also been supporting it with third party major games. Like we talked about, Devil May Cry Mm -hmm. came out in January or. March actually, and now is in Game Pass. Blair Witch launched in Game Pass. Uh, Ape Out is in Game Pass, and you know those aren't like super AAA games, but right. if you still have enough of those, mm-hmm. compared to Sony has like the bigger quantity of them, but they're more older games. Right. Versus Game Pass has the more current. Yeah, yeah. Getting, I mean, um, Pierce uh, Harding rolls. He he said it right off the bat. The first thing he said in this statement was PS Now cannot compete with the first party day and date release of Microsoft bundles and Xbox. If they include like, that in uh, PlayStation PS now. now, that is going to be like a – The game changer. That's going to change everything. Yeah, that's going to be a home run right there. Like that immediately gets me to subscribe to this service. Well, also like in Xbox's core, they've also expanded – where like their base it's like the the more people that are on game pass obviously the more people are likely to have an xbox and buy that new console but also they've expanded into the pc world exactly and now they've hit the second platform they don't obviously they're not going to get into the playstation world but they've hit that second platform that now they're hitting that uh subscriber base and with that spreading with the 15 dollars a month that's a that's a, that's a huge exactly thing for them. if you're like, on pc only and you're spending 10 dollars for the pc game pass mm-hmm. you're like I could just spend five more bucks and then get an Xbox and get all, all these, of these other games exactly. and Xbox Live. Like you're more apt to convert a PC gamer to do maybe some casual console playing. There, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, it's tough to convert anybody from like console to PC, PC to console. But like you're getting them to casually be a console gamer, and they're going to do so buying your console rather than PlayStation. Yeah. And people can like you know make the argument that Sony's doing the same thing with streaming on PC. But again, that's streaming. That's not downloading. And right. Obviously, that technology is not there where you can have that same experience versus downloading and streaming. And you need a PS4 controller, which a lot of people are going to be like, why can't I play with my mouse and keyboard? I'm a PC gamer. I want to do that. Right. Like, Why aren't you giving me that option? So definitely something that I think Game Pass is still the better value right now, mm-hmm. uh, especially with if they, as rumors suggest, are 
going to be adding the streaming portion of xCloud right. bundled in with uh, Game Pass Ultimate. Like, that'll just... Yeah, it'll be what? Sony will just not... It, it'll be what? It'll be that. Game Pass Ultimate, so you get that, you have gold in there, and then you have xCloud. Yeah. Oh, oh baby. Exactly. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, this is Sony's news, so we will give that... We, we Like I said earlier, we've given a lot of love to xbox for their service so i think we should give sony its due it's and at least doing this it co- in the right direction it, 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 it comes a lot it's like it goes a long way for them like redemption wise like getting into this now yeah. so it's definitely coming a long way they're not quite there yet but at least they're making the step it's better than not making the step at all yeah when they first announced ps now as being like 20 dollars a month only they didn't even have the yearly option then and it was like here's a bunch of ps3 games you can stream on your ps4 i'm like i have no desire to get this service Mm -hmm. but now that it's evolved like here's ps4 games you can download them you can try them on your pc and all this stuff like you can play god of war on pc for the first time ever yes it's going to be streamed with a ps4 controller but you saw the option to do it now right so that's going to generate some revenue for sony you know from people who are like i've never played god of war it's got a game of the year 2018 why not let's try it out so definitely a step in the right direction, but I think they have a long way to go to compete with Game Pass. Do you think any of this is a response to Laden leaving? I can't imagine, and this is purely speculation. I can't. I can't imagine someone of Laden's experience being that close-minded. It just seems seeing odd timing-wise. Like he leaves. And now they and do. And now this. they do because because there's no fanfare in this either. It's not like they announced right. You would think he would he would be able to see that he could that they have to evolve to do this to compete, especially with what Xbox has recently just done. Yeah, definitely. Like but, you, but or he or he could be like a stuck in his own ways kind it of could thing. Be that like and, you know, we're on top, we don't need to change, right? And maybe they saw that, and Jim, you did say Jim Ryan was the one who was like, we need to make sure we keep evolving when we're at the top. So maybe they felt they could do that without Layden there, if Layden was kind of going to be that stick in the mud that was going to hold them back. Also, I did see a rumor again, tinfoil hats. I'm not sure if any of this is even true, so take it with a huge grain of salt. But people were saying like Layden was the one who was saying like, let's not waste money on stage presentations and all this stuff when we can get the message out much quicker and much cheaper by doing these online videos and stuff. And people were saying Layden was the big reason Sony wasn't at E3 this last year. So maybe with Layden gone. They might come back to E3. They might start doing these bigger stage shows. Well, I think even if Layden stayed there for like the next year, they, surely they would have been back at E3. Console, like if they're going know, to man. announce a new console, 2019 pizza bet, we're still hanging on to it. But like if they're going to announce a new console for 2020, surely, you, you, surely you're at E3. I don't know, man. It's, it's a new Sony. I, I mean, okay, like- uh, that is true. And to be fair, like if I was in Sony's position and you're telling me that you want to go ahead and try to release a console without the cloud of E3 and kind of what it stands for right now, I'd be like, dude, you're not seeing what we're seeing. And it would be kind of grounds to be like, maybe you should not be a part of this anymore. And that could be what they did because like that's, that's incredibly ballsy to go into there without, we, we talked about E3 previously, like a few weeks ago, whether or not it was dying off or whatever, but like it still is very much the media presence here in America for video games. So yeah, but We've seen how much, you know, buzz they generate with just these uh, state of plays. That is so true. So if yeah. if like the the month before E three, 
They're like, hey, State of Play coming next week with PS5 news. Oh, yeah. I mean, everyone's going to watch it. Yeah. But the, there, there is something about the pageantry and, like, the theater of, like, I don't know. There's also something about, like, like that, so. controlling the news cycle by yourself. That is, that's true. Yeah, I don't that's know. That's true. But it's almost like, we'll like it's almost like in the way that gaming news is now, if you like control, like let's say PlayStation's like, oh, we're going to control the news cycle by releasing this, like let's say a month early before E3. Well, then as you get to E3, let's say Xbox is just going to do their news at E3, then the news now spins back. And it's like, well, what's Xbox going to do now? And then you kind of like hype up your other competitor by doing it on your own the and month previously. A month and then, after E3, you come out with another state of play with a couple more details. I mean, yeah, but like, no, I completely understand. But then you constantly just like, you're just constantly cycling back and forth. And like, you yeah. could inadvertently generate clout for Xbox because then they're like, well, what are you going to do in response to this? Now we all need to be tuned in to see it. Subpar subtitles. Wow. <laughs> So, Subpar Subtitles is a game we like to end the show with. Basically, I take the fact that game developers like naming their game with the name of the franchise, colon, subtitle, and that's S-U-B hyphen T-I-T-L-E. So, like, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. So, what I've done is I've taken four real subtitles, and I've added one fake one. And our, our panel's job here is to find the fake one. We've been keeping score all year, so Chance, what are these scores? Me, with 16, and then just a little bit higher than that, not too far away, but we have Zach at 22, and then we have Rick, who I guess he has 29, so yeah. You guess he has 29. Well, he's not here, so. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll make my, get my, you know, I'll make that gap in this right. one, this one time. All right, you guys ready? Mm-hmm. Lost in New York, Smart Mouse, Fist of Steel, Gates to Another World, and Pool Legend. Those of you listening, I'll repeat them one more time. Uh, Lost in New York, Smart Mouse, Fist of Steel, Gates to Another World, and Pool Legend. Zach, let me start with you. I'm going to go with D. D, gates to another world. Chance, what about you? Um, I don't know. Fuck it. I'm just going to go with uh, Fist of Steel. Yeah, C. All right, so now the twist. So you guys either have the opportunity to keep your answers, and if that is a correct answer, you will get three points, or you can choose to say that they were all real or that they were all fake. If you choose all real or all fake, and that is indeed the case. You will get double the points for a total of six. The chance. What do you pick? I don't know. Why do I have that good? <sighs> I guess I'll just stay with what I have. Sticking with you? What I'm going to say they're all fake. You say all fake? Yeah. All right. So, Home Alone 2, real game. Really? Yes. Oh, that's bullshit. <laughs> Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Right? God damn it. <laughs> Han Lee Tao Ki Shu, Smart Mouse, real game. Kagi Ki, Fist of Steel, real game. They're not real. I swear to God. Might and Magic 2, Gates to Another World, real game. Minnesota Fats, 
Oh, they're all real. Pool legend. Real game. Is that Heroes of Might and Magic? Might and Magic 2, Gates to Another World. I think oh. Heroes is a, an offshoot of that. Yeah, Heroes is an offshoot of that. Yeah, so Dang. all real. Dang, that sucks. <laughs> I was so close. Why? I th- Except the complete opposite. <laughs> I was so close. Well, I mean, I saw Lost in New York, and I'm like, well, that's the Home Alone movie. That's definitely not real. I didn't realize they made a video game. Oh, that's so frustrating. Well played, you bastard. <laughs> all right. Yeah, so the score stays the same. Yep. So anyway, guys, thank you for listening. Uh, again, it was our one-year anniversary episode, so thank you again for those of you who stuck around for the full year and for those of you who came in uh, at any point during the last year. Welcome, and hopefully you guys stick around. Here's to another year, guys. Remember, High five. next week, we will not be with yes. you. <laughs> Just a reminder, you can no longer catch us every Monday. You can now catch us every other Monday on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. You can reach us with any questions, comments, concerns. If you guys want to send us a congratulatory happy birthday message, you can do so to the Untitled Gaming Podcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at TugPod and on Instagram at Tug underscore pod. And then we also ask that you guys subscribe and leave us reviews. Five-star reviews for us. One-star review for every other podcast. Just gonna take this moment to remind you guys, cop trolling all the way. <laughs> cop trolling in 2020. What, what are we doing? Ads now? Like, new year, we're doing ads, and this episode is brought to you by the Rick 2020 for Comptroller campaign. <laughs> cop trolling all the way. Cop trolling all the way. <laughs>